It's been a while since you've pulled the G money thing on me. Yeah, it was just on my mind. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I was talking about like bizarre nicknames with someone a couple days ago and that came up. I don't know. That's far from like a bizarre it, nickname. So. This is something I'm unclear on, Grant. I, throughout all this time, I've always assumed that this, that's a nickname you've given yourself. Can you confirm or deny that fact? It's a nickname that others used for me. Like, I have people in my life who actively call me G-Money. Okay, so you did not come up with that nickname for yourself. But I think the instance that spurred it to become a real thing, like, I'd heard people call me it before, but the time when it, like, really caught on was me, like, sarcastically using it as an RA one time, and then people just latched onto it. Hmm. So... I kind of gave it to myself. Okay, but but you did. But it was their not, decision to use it. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. So it wasn't your brainchild because someone, some other people, legitimately called you G Money. I'd heard people like say it like once or twice, and then I was just lazy and didn't want to write my whole name down one time, so I just wrote G Dollar Sign because I knew my residents would figure it out. Wait, that's how you you wrote it as G dollar sign? Oh yeah, I didn't write G like hyphen M O N E Y. No, no. I wrote G dollar sign down in front of me. Yeah, I was writing post-it notes to put on their doors, my residence doors, and um. So instead of signing each one Grant. I signed each one G dollar sign and they figured it out. They were smart guys. Okay. I need to ask you another question. Okay. Where are your hands right now, Grant? One of them is holding my water bottle and the other one's just sitting on my lap. Okay. There's just this weird scratchy sound in the background when you're talking. I think it's just on our like V or on our, not on the recording that we use for the podcast. I don't think it's showing up. I hope so. We'll find I, out it the doesn't, hard way. It doesn't look like it is. All right. So, I did one of my chores this weekend. And that chore was? I got a plant. Oh, you did? What plant did you get? It's got a little cactus. Nice. Don't overwater it. I won't. Uh, a little cactus, I could probably hunt down what it's actually called, but I forgot already. But it's, uh, I don't know, I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a picture now. I named it Calvin. Okay. Ooh. Due to Shoot. its, due to its uh, spiky nature. Exactly, due to the spiky nature of it. I was very worried, because I'd never done, like, potting anything, or you know? So I was worried mm-hmm. that I would just kill it immediately attempting to transfer it from the black plastic container that I got it in into the pot that I purchased. You still might have. I still might have. The only time will tell. It's very possible. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean by one of those, though? Well, I would call that less of a cactus and more of a word that I don't know how to pronounce. The one that starts with an S. Succulent? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I mean, but succulents are basically just, as far as I'm aware, like, a subset of cacti in some way. 
like I think it's a it's official like classification. Uh, I think actually I think the section was just called cacti slash succulents. Okay. So, whichever way it like works. That seems like what it would be called. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will more officially achieve the long-term goal that you sent me of talking to someone I don't know. Okay. Because I decided to join a co-ed soccer league. Nice. Yeah. Because I realized I just, you know, I hate just working out. I'm sure I've said this a bunch of times on this podcast. And I just like, I like playing sports. Well, and I know we've talked about this. Yeah. And also wanting to be good at playing sports is enough incentive then to work out on the side. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's the, that's the goal there. But yeah, it starts up uh, in about a month, I think. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Way Should to go, bro. Thanks. Hopefully I'll be able to uh, be the keeper because if they put me out on the field, I'll embarrass myself even more than I would in goal. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe they've got a keeper, though. Well, I'm a free agent, so I guess it's very possible. I don't know what team I'll end up on. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I should get cleats, but that's very hard for me to do. You probably should get cleats. Cleats are really hard to find in a size 14. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they are. <laughs> I, I started by just like, just in hope that, that it would be fine. I checked on Amazon. <laughs> just, in, you know, just in mm-hmm. case. And the cheapest ones... That were in my size for like one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh God, yeah, Which, you know, unwilling to uh, do right now. Yep. So we'll see. Maybe I'll. I mean, I doubt that Dix is going to be any better, but it's somewhere else that I could check. Mm-hmm. Just to see. But it's yeah, worth a shot. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I wanted to do softball, but the like. So I, I found this broader. Um. I guess company organization that runs a bunch of different uh, intramural leagues in mm-hmm. San Diego. They, they do flag football and beach volleyball and kickball and softball and basketball and soccer and maybe like I think they have a tennis league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was kind of going through and I was like, you know, kickball. I don't know. I don't think that that would actually be all that fun. Um. And, like, softball was obviously number one. And then I started reading their rules. And they, like, put a net up in front of the pitcher. And they just, they have, like, slightly weirder, more boring rules about how the game is played. Mm-hmm. Which just kind of turned me off immediately. So I figured that, like, I'm doing uh, 6v6 soccer. Okay. So something that I can handle, you mm-hmm. know. A bit better if I were on an, like an eleven, eleven on eleven like full size field. Oh god, uh, I'd be just total trash. It no matter where I was. <laughs> yeah, you'd get smoked. No offense. No, but... I know I'm not fast enough. I don't have enough <laughs> aerobic fitness, and I don't have enough like I don't have a ver- enough vertical leap to cover that goal anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it would be pretty brutal, but a, small, a half size field, whether I'm on the field or in goal, should be a bit more amenable to mm-hmm. my current athletic skill. Yeah. 
but also they're like different uh there's uh like recreational intermediate and competitive mm-hmm. so i chose intermediate solid choice which, which yeah which felt pretty good based on my experience in like college mm-hmm. intramural yeah yeah because you definitely don't want to choose competitive nope. and you'd probably get bored with recreational yep yeah, so hoping that it goes well. Mm-hmm. And then tennis also sounded like, you know, like I like pl- I like playing with you and Andy, but I'm definitely not prepared to play against real people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference. Yeah, strangers are less forgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's nice playing against people that you know because it's just like it's more of an activity rather than a competition at that point. Yeah, exactly. But when you're playing against strangers, it becomes a competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I looked into flag football too, which I think would be fun. Uh, but I think I don't remember what the issue was. Whether there were just none actually around me. Um. Or maybe spots were filled, whatever it was. But that wasn't going to happen either. So, soccer was the default at that point. Okay. Hmm. It's funny that you chose to play soccer. Because I've recently been thinking about uh, getting referee certified again for soccer. Because I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. But I'm pretty sure you know that I refereed soccer for like five, six years. Oh, I definitely know. Because Jack and I would heckle you. At our sister soccer games. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so I was a soccer ref for a while, and I even got to the point of, like, mentoring younger soccer refs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not saying that I was good or anything, but, like, I kind of knew what I was doing. Yeah. Um, And then in college, the couple summers that I spent, like, staying on campus doing research because I went to such a small school in such a small town, like, there was no way I was going to referee soccer because the nearest soccer league was, like, two hours away, pretty much. <laughs> sure. Um Or the nearest soccer league that hired referees was, like, two hours away. Yeah. And so I kind of lapsed on my certification all the way through co- the kind of back half of college, I guess. But I've been kind of on the fence about if I want to get certified again and if i want to try refing this summer to see how i like it because it would a be something for me to do in the evenings but b then it's something i have to do in the evenings and it's like a <laughs> commitment that i have yeah that's how I, I feel too about the soccer league but i figured i just needed to do it <laughs> yeah because that's i feel like that is more of like a a social thing yeah that is true Whereas this, it's like, it's technically like a job, so you you have like job type expectations, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't be really why I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, I don't need to make an extra 50 bucks a week Mm -hmm. or anything, so it's just, it would be doing it because I enjoy doing it, but I don't know if I still enjoy doing it, I don't know. Sure. I'm on the fence. I'll need to figure that out in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, we're still well in winter here, so <laughs> I maybe it. have more than a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, don't dilly-dally, though. Yeah, I won't. But currently where I'm at, we don't got snow, but I keep seeing pictures from all my friends in Minnesota and Iowa and stuff. Sure. 
and they apparently got hit with just a bonkers snowstorm recently. And like, yeah. I have one friend who sent me a picture of one of his neighbors who can't even like get out of their townhouse because there's a snow drift over their front door. <laughs> like covering the entirety of their front door mm. their neighbor apparently like went out one of their back windows to look at why they couldn't get out their front door that's i mean both really frustrating but really funny when you're on the outside <laughs> yeah mostly funny to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but oh, i would man. be pissed if it was my apartment yeah definitely <laughs> Oy. all right well shall we yeah, let's get rolling here. All right. Are you your your comic is first this week, correct? That's why it's labeled first. Ah, oh, sweet, awesome. <laughs> that fits. And that was my comic. Okay, so for this week, Mark has a comic, uh, "Savage Chickens" by Doug Savage, and it looks like in this comic. There are two chickens in the scene. One of them is laying in a bed with the blanket pulled up all the way to its neck. And the other one is standing next to the bed, next to the wall, which has a graph on it. And it is pointing to the graph with a pole saying, I couldn't sleep, so I thought it might help if I pretended I was in a meeting. <laughs> So, Mark, are you trying to imply that you find meetings boring and, like, they put you to sleep? No, I was. Just, I wanted to ask you about the nature of meetings in your job, whether you have them and what you think about them. And I can also say the same about mine, but I'm asking you first. So, in my job, there aren't a ton of meetings that I'm invited to. <laughs> because... Like in my job, most of the meetings that take place are with clients or they're like – most of them are like phone conversations with clients um, where they're expressing problems with my company's product and we're talking about how close we are to finding solutions to those problems and what things we're trying to find solutions to those problems. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not to the point where anyone trusts me. With any of that stuff. Yeah. Because no one believes that I know what's going on yet. Because in all reality, I don't and also, I would really imagine know that, that much like, of what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, and also just like interfacing with customers is a totally different thing as well. Yeah. And like you know. our customers, our customers know the names of people in our lab or some of them, either our customers or our like field technical people that's another common thing is like our tech service people who work at a customer's location full-time will be the ones communicating with us and so like nick no like nick knows like my boss and like the other senior chemists in our group by name and so when they talk they all know each other and they've like spent time working in labs together and so they can communicate very well and effectively together but they have no idea who i am and like they haven't met me in person yet so it's kind of weird for me to jump in on those conversations because if i ever ha do have something to like add they're like who is this child 
who's speaking to me and claiming he knows what's going on when I have 10 years more experience than him. <laughs> sure. Or 30 years more experience than him in some cases. Hmm. Well, what about like like in internal meetings? Like, do you have anything like that, whether it's just a meeting like with your lab or with a couple of coworkers about something that you need to do? So we like within our lab at our location, we don't really have formal meetings because our lab is fairly kind of open concept. And so it's des- our lab space is designed such that if we need to talk with our coworkers about something, we just do it. We don't have to schedule a meeting to do it. You just walk over to so-and-so's desk and start asking them questions. And so there's a lot of really organic interactions within our lab. So there's not many formal meetings in that sense. But every month we have formal like video conference meetings with one of our production facilities that does the majority of production of our products that we design in my lab. Um, And so I do sit in on those. And I have spoken once or twice in those. Those are boring meetings. Those are sleep-inducing meetings because it's essentially everyone who works in my lab and everyone who works in the associated production facility all having a video conference meeting for like four hours in the afternoon, like immediately after lunch where essentially everyone goes through every project they're working on at the moment and where the project's at and kind of tries to get any insight or input that they need from the other people in the space. So often it's like the R&D people trying to get production input on if they think the things we're doing would be reasonable to simulate in a production environment or it's the production people kind of bringing concerns to us like all you R&D people are designing things in a really stupid way that doesn't make any sense for our environment. If that makes sense. So that meeting is really long and boring, but they only happen every month. (laughs) Sure. But the meetings that I have really enjoyed – well, really, the only other meetings that I'm ever invited to are, like, supplier or vendor meetings, which everyone senior to me finds super boring because they already know all the information that these suppliers are, like, coming in to talk to us about or these outside people. But for me, because it's all new, I love these meetings, and it's fascinating. I don't understand very much of what they're talking about. But they've really been awesome learning experiences for me because I get to hear kind of the people who are supply our like raw materials and our like raw chemicals to us talking about some of the new things that they have in the pipelines and why they're designing new products or like new raw materials for us in the way that they are. And then it's kind of them asking what types of projects we're working on and how kind of novel raw materials could help our projects. Hmm. Okay, sure. Um, and so, although everyone else I think that I work with hates these meetings, I love them. And so, like, whenever I'm invited to one, I immediately reply back to, like, 
the invite email, like, that I'll be there, whereas everyone else in the office replies back, like, tentative or whatever, where it's mm. like, it'll put it on my calendar, but I don't have to show up yeah. type deal. But hmm. that's how I feel about meetings, because I, on average, I'll maybe have two meetings a month. Sure. And so, like... Meetings are exciting for me because it's kind of my chance to get out of the lab and get into a purely, like, we're going to sit down and think about chemistry mm-hmm. setting versus in the lab. It's like, if we are thinking about chemistry, it's while we're doing stuff, like doing chemistry with our hands, we're talking about it. And so it's like, I'm multitasking while I'm trying to also understand this chemistry. And so it's nice to have the the sit down, talk immerse yourself in the science and the theory of what's going on type session sometimes yeah that makes sense hmm. how about for you are meetings a big part of your work uh i mean kind of but the meetings that i do are pretty small so for the past i don't know couple of months now i've had a weekly meeting with one other person where we do some lesson planning stuff and then now with the newer project that I'm on, we are now doing weekly meetings for that with the four of us, which is like they were already doing weekly meetings, but now, you know, I'm a part of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, but they're all like, you know, the the difference with, you know, my work is p- partially the space that's available. You know, like we have one conference room and the other meeting rooms are just like rooms with like couches or chairs or whatever and that's those are the rooms that i meet in it's just the main one that i meet in with people is one that just has this big leather corner sofa and a table and some office chairs in it yeah you just kind of sit down and talk about stuff and take notes or whatever you need to do uh so, so the the meetings are more meant you know, at least the ones that i go to uh, am invited to are more meant to be a just they're set up to be a formal time for collaborating and talking about things mm-hmm. as opposed to you know when I talk to my direct supervisor and her you know her desk is diagonal to mine so I can just talk to her directly anytime uh you know we need to talk I need to ask her a question we're not gonna like set up a meeting we just talk then you know, or the next time that she's available in like four minutes, whatever the deal is. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I'm sure other people in the company have real meetings. The conference room actually gets used for conferency type purposes. Uh, but I'm not privy to such actions. Yeah. The one thing that we do have is our company wide meeting. I think it's, I have the feeling that it's once a quarter, but I don't really get that information like it just sort of happens but i'm pretty sure it's once a quarter yeah you just get a notification that you have to be there and you show up yeah and and, but the difference for us again because the way that our office is set up we have everybody in the company gathers in the largest space which is the curriculum development area where i work and then our ceo comes in and he stands on a couch and he just talks (laughs) to us (laughs) (laughs) he stands on a couch 
Yeah, because that's Does the he only know you're supposed to sit safe, on couches. That's the only safe raised plat <laughs> raised platform that we have that's centrally located in the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the one guy who works remotely gets skyped in. <laughs> Dang it. On someone's laptop and placed in front of him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, you know, I like that we still keep that very casual atmosphere. Yeah. You know, like we're still always directly interfacing with our CEO. And I mean, I could just like send him emails. Like I do that sometimes. Uh, but yeah. It, so it's just, you know, th- that's a big difference. And those are fun. You know, he just kind of gets to just tell us what's going on and people can ask whatever random questions. And they they only last for 20, 30 minutes at most. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I've liked them, and it, and it was funny when the uh, the other person that I'm working on the the newer project with, where we now have, you know, we've now joined these weekly meetings. You know, we 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 were told, you know, there's two people working on it, and then two of us got brought on to the project. And so when we were kind of getting introduced to the project, when we were wrapping up, the guy in charge said, "Hey, so we've typically been meeting on Mondays during this time. Does that work?" It's like, well, you know, we're we're pretty new here. We don't like, we don't have time constraints really at all, you know. So I said, yeah, I don't do anything. And she said, oh my goodness, I never get to go to meetings. This is so exciting. I was like, right? Isn't it kind of cool? Like it's it's kind of fun to be like, ooh, I have a meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes you feel far more important. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like a bit of a novelty at this point for me. Yeah, it's cause, like, oh, cause, I'm important. I have a meeting I have to get yeah, to. Yeah, because I, mean, I remember it always being a big thing, like, when I'd call my dad, and it would be this thing, like, you know, especially over the summer, where, you know, you could need to randomly call someone if you're just kind of out and about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or it's like, you know, you need to ask ask him a question about dinner, whatever it is, who knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would always be this thing where you'd be told before you went about your business for the day. Mom would be like, or my dad would tell us in the morning, or my mom would tell us, hey, your father has a meeting during blah, so don't call him, then he won't be able to answer. Yeah. And, like, it's always, it was always this, like, magical thing that was a meeting, you know? But, like, you didn't have an idea of what it meant. You just knew that it meant he's occupied, you know? And so, and now I think about my meetings, and it's like, they're nothing like that. If I got a phone call during a meeting that I thought was important, I used to be like, hey, I want to step out for a minute. And they'd be like, okay, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> oh, that's funny. See, yeah. for me, like, I don't get important phone calls. So if well, I'm in I mean, a meeting, I don't either, but... if I'm in a meeting, like, it's the most important thing in my day, and I'll, like, go out of my way to push other things off. Yeah. I mean, like, an important, like, phone call from, like, a personal phone call. Okay, yeah. You know, like, if I were get, like if I were getting a call in the middle of the day from, say, like, my sister, I'd be oh, a bit yeah. weirded out. Yeah. And I'd, I'd take that immediately. I'd be like, oh, crap, <laughs> what happened? I need to talk yeah. to her now. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I know that it's the situation. Like, I'm sitting on a couch. I can go sit on a different couch or go walk outside and nobody cares. Yeah. So, I like meetings. They're pretty good at my company. Yeah. So far, no I don't dislike them, but I I anticipate that I maybe will in the near future. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so far, there's still plenty of novelty to them, though. Yeah. I mean, yours sound more like, obviously, the ones that are more chemistry-oriented, but in some ways, they're still, like, business meetings. Yeah. Like, like, that, that would, that's what your description sounded like. 
they're they're often like what our suppliers will do is they'll bring in like the the business person and then they'll bring in one of their technical people along with the meeting yeah and so that's why lab personnel get invited because it's like oh they're bringing in a technical person because they want to ask us technical questions we should get our lab people here because like our purchasing managers and stuff who will also be in this meeting don't necessarily know all of the chemistry because that's not a that's not a requirement of their job. Well, and also just all the businessy terminology that you just said. That's like standard business terminology, but things like suppliers. Like you're meeting with outside people, people outside the company, and you have purchasing managers, like all this cool stuff. Versus for me, it's just like it's 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 a time yeah. where the people who are all within thirty feet of me can go into a separate room, so we're not annoying everybody else while we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I'm sure that, like, you know, we have a marketing team and all this sort of stuff. So I'm sure, like, some people have meetings that are a bit more businessy in nature. Yeah. And luckily, I don't have to be a part of any of that. Like, we just did a a couple months after I started working, we implemented a whole new website design. And the number of meetings that went on where a whole bunch of people were giving their input in terms of just like stupid things like what color do we use for blah? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd have no patience for that. I had my opinions. I definitely disagreed with a lot of the choices that were made because a lot of them were sort of made for us by whatever design firm we sort of uh, did this with. Yeah. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. But the just those sorts of meetings... The longer that I can stay out of blah administrative meetings, the better. Mm-hmm. I had enough of that as a CA. <laughs> oh God! That was kind of the other thing on my mind. Crap. That was the other thing on my mind when I picked this comic that I kind of forgot about because we actually had things to say. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised we had things to say about this comic. To be honest, <laughs> I, know. I read the comic and I was like, "Where are we taking this?" And then you asked me a question and we just like talked. It was fun. No. Oh, funny how podcasts work. <laughs> That's what's great about this podcast, Mark, is it gets us to talk about things that we would have never talked about if we we're just like Skyping or something. I know it's all it's all about the idea. I knew that I had I knew that I had a golden ticket when it popped into my head. Sure you did. Low so many months ago. <laughs> yeah, we're we're approaching what? Like close to We're not at 9 months yet. Uh, but like in a month or two we will be. Yeah, we're like eight months or so. Yeah, that's... We've almost made it a calendar year without me getting bored of this. <laughs> like, that's a pretty big accomplishment. It's true. It is. There's few things that I've stuck with for a whole calendar year. <laughs> uh, well, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll scare me too much. <laughs> So, should we move on? Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about CA and RA meetings. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yes. Too many stories. Yeah, that, that'll lead us down a story, a story wormhole. Yes, it would. Okay. Grant's comic is Speed Bump by Dave Coverly. And we have ourselves a pirate ship with a... Uh, 
what would presumably be a stereotypical pirate captain, both with a funny hat and a hook and a peg leg. And he's missing an eye, which we will get to in a moment. And he is speaking to uh, some sailor trash uh, in front of him. And sailor he says, trash. Yeah, and we see his eye patch is actually has a funny like it's not it's not a normal black eye patch it is a green eye patch of sorts and the pirate captain is saying a patch only covers the eye but a cucumber slice gets rid of the puffy bags too <laughs> I love the voice he read that in it sounded so much better than when I read it in my head the puffy bags too <laughs> Glad to be of service. That was, that was very... I wasn't actually planning on doing it, but about two <laughs> words in, I realized that I was unintentionally doing a pirate voice, and I needed to try and make it not terrible. <laughs> I just, like, in my head when I saw this comic, I just read it in my normal voice, and then the second you got to Puffy Bags, too, I just, like, I was like, oh, God. We've never done any voices while reading. I feel like that should be a thing we should try to do more often. <laughs> see i'm really bad at voices i am too (laughs) but they do add some comedy yeah if there's obvious ways that voices could fit we should try to do them in the future but like i don't know how to do a chicken voice like for the last comic i guess you kind of like hold your throat i don't know i can't do it so we'll 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 work on it listeners if you like voices we'll work on it send us an email (laughs) send us send us emails tweet at us if you want more voices such as the beautiful voice acting that i just graced your ears with (laughs) we're at comical start on twitter or at comical start or no not at comical. that's not how emails work (laughs) comical start at (laughs) gmail.com hit us up hit us up on all the social medias that's right all two of them all one of them plus email (laughs) yep (laughs) okay back to the matter at hand I honestly can't even begin to guess where you're going with this comic. <laughs> you can't? Yeah. Well, okay, you is it about can't. like. It's kind of random. I don't know. It was about like treat yourself and like weird hygiene that's, stuff. Some mixture of that. That's honestly closer than I expected you to guess. Well, I so, mean, I don't have many options. I figured we weren't going to talk about piracy. <laughs> actually, so Mark, how often do you pirate movies on. No. Um, Twice. <laughs> So, my question relates to the cucumber slice, because I feel like cucumber slices are something that people do when they're trying to, as you said, treat yourself or, like, relax. And so, I've just been thinking about things that I do in my own life to relax recently, and I was just curious, Mark, what do you do in your free time to relax? Because I don't really know. Like, when you get home from work, after you've, like, eaten dinner and done all the things you have to do to survive and be a productive adult... How do you just, like, chill? This has changed drastically in the last two and a half weeks. Oh. Because two and a half weeks ago was when I finally, finally set up my piano. Mm. And got some uh, nice headphones to use with them and stuff so I'm not annoying people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but So, so, so by that's piano, a, you mean keyboard? Yeah, like a digital piano. That's okay. just on a stand, you know. Uh. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably been the biggest thing now. It, it's it's kind of, it's two things. If I'm in the mood to play piano, which is pretty frequently, 
because especially once I started playing again, I was better than I thought that I would be at this point. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's be- it's been a bit since I played. I played a lot junior year because we had two piano rooms in the dorm that I worked in. Mm-hmm. So I played a lot uh, when I felt like avoiding the things that I needed to do. Uh, and then last year I did, I didn't play really at all. And then since I moved here, I didn't really play at all. Uh, now that I have it set up, that's been a really good thing to do. I'll, I typically play for like, I don't know, at least 20 minutes before I've been going to bed for the last number of nights, which has been nice. very nice to do. Uh, other things, uh, if I have podcasts that I want to listen to, uh, which I almost always do, I will either go for a walk and listen to them, or I will sit at my desk and listen to them while playing Mario Kart. Uh, I have a place to sit out on my deck now, so that's a nice place to hang out and either read, or this this afternoon I watched some baseball out there on my iPad. Oh, I forget, you can sit on your deck, can't you? I can, it was like 65, 70 degrees today. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Mine was 33 degrees with probably 40 mile an hour gusts of wind directly <laughs> at my deck and rain yeah. so i couldn't sit out there today yeah well that's how it goes well, this was actually the first weekend that it's been kind of nice the entire weekend it's been hmm, excuse me it's been very rainy but it did not mm-hmm. rain at all this weekend so that was nice um but yeah i don't know i have a i try and keep things you know fresh uh, and obviously there are other things that I'm, that I try to do with my free time that aren't like, you know, aren't leisure activities, mm-hmm. but they are things that I just want to do for myself. So, you know, my kind of long-term goal for this year is to become kind of step up a level in my pro- programming proficiency. Mm-hmm. So that's up. something that I've spent some time with. Um... I don't know. Yeah, I just try and do various things. I don't necessarily do the same set of things each night so that I'm not boring myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That probably covers 90% of the stuff that I do. Yeah. So I asked this question mostly because I wanted to hear what you do to motivate Because <laughs> you just me literally didn't know anything about it? <laughs> to No, to motivate me to do things in my free time. Because I feel like in the past couple weeks, my free time has just, like, become really stagnant and just really wasted. Because when I do have free time, I just feel exhausted and, like, I want to take a nap. And so a lot of my, like, free time relaxation time has turned into... Grant laid this down on his couch and takes a nap time, hmm. which like I'm a huge proponent of napping. Napping is great; it's awesome. I'm not going to talk crap about napping, but I also have started to feel like I want to. I need to get myself motivated again to be working on some of just like my because I have tons of like random bizarre hobbies. Like I built a 3D printer and crap like that. But there's some things that have just, like, started to lapse since I've kind of moved here and I'm living on my own. Like, I've lived here for now months, 
and I still haven't gotten my 3D printer fully recalibrated and everything after moving it here. And it's like, I need to, like, someday after work, I just need to, like, sit down and do that, but I just haven't. Sure. So that's the main reason I got this comic, is just to be like, yo, Mark's got his crap together, let's see what he does, maybe that'll motivate me to get my crap together slightly better than it's been. That's that's right, after last episode of me making you feel much better about your life, now you want me to make you feel a lot worse about it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I left on too much of a high, Mark, I need you to to stomp me back down, get me back into reality here. I did get a bookshelf this weekend, too. Okay, yeah, now I feel like crap. I no Actually, longer I have, have a picture stuff. on top of a cardboard box. That cardboard box is now Good. in the recycling. <laughs> Good. And I have you're, things like... You're getting like, closer to adulthood, Mark. Yeah. it's a, It actually is nice having, like, my books not in a drawer. Yeah. And, like, on display, even though it's, you know... This, this is the thing. I'm trying to figure out at what point, at how long it's going to take me to get my actual books here. So I have two full bookshelves in Minnesota... Uh, of books that like some of them I have read a lot of them I haven't and I would like to get them at some point but I don't know how that process is going to work but anyway it does feel nice to have that organization and that was uh, yeah that's what I did Friday night that was actually a pretty good way to spend my night yeah nice so well I love me a good bookshelf so that's exciting to hear I think bookshelves are really like aesthetically pleasing because I love having like, I I really enjoy having real books because they make me feel smart and cool. Um, and then just, like, having them displayed for both me and the whole world to see. It's just like, yo, dear world, I'm smart AF and I can read. So, <laughs> well, like, actually, respect yeah. me. Well, mine actually, it's not like a bookshelf proper. It's the, so I got it from Target and it's like a, like a two by four. OMG! Cube organizer? Yeah, yeah. I got one of yeah. those, but mine's 4x4. Four four. Yeah, so... And, and, I, and awesome. I like I like it a lot. It is... They're great. Considering the lack of books that I have and the number of other random things that I have right now that just needed a place mm-hmm. to go, it's actually perfect for what I have. They're great um, for mixing together books and random crap. So you know the backing that you, like, use finishing nails? Yeah. To nail in? Uh, I don't have a hammer. So I was met with a unique challenge of how to get nails into this tag board. Can I order you a hammer on Amazon? And so, no, I I did it. You're a man, Mark. You need a hammer. I want to tell you what I did, though. Okay, what'd you do, Mark? So first, naturally, I tried just, because, like, they're finishing nails going into the tag board, you know. This is the only situation where a hammer would even be slightly useful, so I don't need a hammer in general. Uh, but in this case, it's relatively easy to get them in there. Relatively. Okay. So I started by trying to pound them in with the butt of my screwdriver. Okay. I Didn't was worried you were going to well. say you were going to try to push them in with your hands, so I'm no, glad you went with the screwdriver. <laughs> that would hurt. That's how pressure works. It's a I lot know. of force over a very small area. That would hurt a lot. <laughs> I was. That's why I was concerned. No. And it would take me like, you know, two seconds to realize that that was a bad idea. But I didn't try it. I went went for the butt of the screwdriver. But okay. my screwdriver, like, is a cheap screwdriver from Walmart. Like, it's hard plastic. It kind of worked, but I couldn't, like, get it the rest of the way in. It would, like, get it started well enough. Mm-hmm. So I started trying to find other things that I... Just other things around that were flat enough that I could just bang these nails with. 
And so I realized, oh, I have a metal water bottle. Let me try that. I gave it like two good hits and then realized once again, these na- the heads of the nails are very small. So I was denting my water bottle. Yeah. Uh, realized that was a bad idea. So I kept looking around and I realized, hmm, well, I just bought a can opener. Maybe I can use the flat edge of the can opener. That didn't work very well. It's too, like, there's too much random bending and stuff that happens on a can opener, and it was just a mess. So I kept looking around, trying to find stuff, and finally I realized I have a, I I basically went through a bin that I have that's just random stuff, Mm. I realized, hey, I have this small metal flashlight. It's not like a mag light. It's not hefty, but it was metal, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. which gave me hope. But I also was afraid of just banging these, like, it's like, I don't know, it's at most five inches long. Yeah. So I can't get, like, leverage to swing it, like, if it were, like, a foot-long mag light or something. Yeah. Uh, And also I was afraid of just hitting it with batteries inside of it. So I had to take the battery. So I took the batteries out just to be totally safe. But then, of course, that removes almost all of the mass. Mm -hmm. But luckily, what I did realize is that there were small like textured ridges around the base of it that were about the size of this nail head. And so what basically what I ended up doing is kind of bracing the nail head in those ridges and then just literally pushing the nail into the wood. Mm-hmm. I did not bang it into the wood. I did not hammer it. I just pushed until it started sliding into the wood and got it like more or less flush with this flashlight. It was great. Yep. It made me feel so strong, even though I know that it, like, wasn't. <laughs> but <laughs> mm-hmm. I felt good. Well, I'm glad you found a unique solution to your problem. That's right. Now I have a place for all my math textbooks. Nerd. Mm-hmm.